Hello. Let's spend five minutes, or maybe a little bit more, um, talking about the bones of the pelvis. So the pelvis has got, it's actually got two halves. You've got kind of a left hemipelvis and a right hemipelvis. Uh, and each pelvis might get called the hip bone or the pelvic bone or, funnily, the innominate bone. Funny, because the word innominate means it doesn't have a name. But by calling it the innominate bone, you've given it a name anyway. So you have two pelvis bones. But actually, each half is made up of three bones. Um, you have uh, an ilium, an ischium, and a pubis. So if you if you palpate the topmost part, the uppermost part of your pelvis that's your ilium right the highest bit on either side of your body laterally and that's the iliac crest that you can palpate and if you follow that iliac crest anteriorly to where it kind of ends where it changes angle that's the anterior superior iliac spine and if you palpate the iliac crest and follow it around posteriorly it ends at the posterior superior iliac spine and yes there are inferior versions but they're quite a bit lower so you have the the ilium that iliac crest then is part of the ilium, so that's the, the lateral and uppermost parts. And then you have the ischium. You, If you're sat down right now, you're sat on your ischial tuberosity. So if you put your hands under your bum and you feel the two bony bits that you're sat on, those are the ischial tuberosities and those are part of the ischium. So the ischium is the second bone of the pelvis. And then the third bone is the pubis bone. And this is the anterior parts. This is the bit anteriorly that runs to meet in the midline that's the pubis so actually in the midline you have the left and right pubis bones joining and they join at a joint called the pubic symphysis Uh, this is a secondary cartilaginous joint meaning you have the bones ending there's a wedge of fibrocartilage in between the two bones and then the whole thing is tied together with ligaments Um, so it allows a little bit of movement each pelvis can uh, tilt a little bit independently of one another but not too much so the idea is to tie it all together so it doesn't move but it can move a little bit and that little bit of movement is normal Um, actually talking about those three bones the ilium the ischium and the pubis as separate bones when you're born they're separate bones and they're joined by cartilage Um, but as you age uh, the cartilage becomes bone and those three bones fuse together and they fuse together during adolescence so if you look at you know most of your bony skeletons if you see a skeleton in a lab or um, you know the sort of thing if you see a skeleton it's an adult skeleton so it's a single bone on either side but actually those three bones used to be separate bones and as we grow in age the the cartilage becomes it ossifies it becomes bone okay so anteriorly you've got the pubic symphysis posteriorly the two pelvis bones meet at the sacrum so the sacrum is the inferior most part of the vertebral column it's a triangular wedge so it wedges into and in between the two pelvis joints this is then the sacro iliac joints so they're meeting the ilium it's a really strong weight-bearing joint it's transferring all that load from the upper body and the upper limbs and the head and neck through that joint it's a partly synovial joint it's a plain joint so there's a little bit of movement again a little bit of uh, sliding movement but its shape it's kind of like it's almost well it's kind of like lumpy it's kind of like ridged and that shape limits its movement but again, allows a little bit of movement. Uh, And again, all this is tied together by very strong ligaments. So 
The vertebral column wedges down in between the two pubis bones. It's all tied together by ligaments, which means that those ligaments are under tension. So they're supporting the weight of the body. They're being stretched. It's a very neat arrangement. We'll go into more detail about it one day. The acetabulum is the socket of the ball and socket joint. So that's on each side, right? That's that's facing out laterally of each hip. Uh, and that's the socket of the hip joint. So the head of the femur, that's the long bone of the lower limb, that makes the ball of this ball and socket joint. And the acetabulum is the socket of the socket joint, which means you've got um, a ball and socket joint allowing kind of movement in all three axes. Um, and the acetabulum is actually made up of all three bones, ilium, ischium and pubis, and they fused here. Because the two pelvis bones make a ring and it's all tied together so well by these joints and these ligaments, um, if the pelvis is fractured, it often fractures at multiple sites. You imagine if you had a, 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 circle, a circle of plastic and you tried to break it, you'd really struggle to break it in just one place. So often it fractures in two or three sites. But it's also a very, very strong bone, a very, very strong ligament, oh, um, which means that you need a high energy impact trauma. That's my five minutes is up um, to break the bone here. Uh, final point just to consider is that the large muscles of the lower limb attached to the pelvis and the pelvis is connected to the vertebral column by ligaments and muscles. So a change in the biomechanics of the lower limb, muscle length, muscle strength, can affect the positions of the pelvic halves which will then affect how they pull on the lower back and the positions of the lower back. All I'm trying to say is the pelvis is a strong link between the torso and the lower limbs. Everything is connected. The pelvis is really important in normal gait. So a change in the biomechanics on one side can affect the biomechanics on the other side and cause pain and discomfort. I'm talking about the big muscles of the lower limb causing low back pain. All right, that's enough pelvis. See you next time. Thank you.